Richards trying to scoot in there alone. It pinballs to the crease. Score! Uh, let's get it. Oh my god! Here we go, here we go. You're listening to the Country Blues Podcast. With your hosts, Derek. How are you going to get it, brother? John. Matt Casey. Unnecessary, but totally necessary. And Cody. What's not to love? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pot Street Bullies. My name is Derek. And I'm John. What's going on, everybody? And we have one Matt joining us here tonight. Matt Casey. Most Good valuable evening. Matt. I can't tell you how excited I was to actually be invited to this recording, Derek. <laughs> oh, I'm, you know, not my fault. You're uh, not in the high and wide group chat anymore. You were. Yeah, that's, I, I'm actually cool with that. That's good. <laughs> well, next time, if, if we decide to use our stream yard here i will make sure that yeah, you guys yeah. are do you, you want to you want to come like watch watch real housewives on my couch while while we're doing it like you just kicked in kicked that. in the door and you're sitting there using using my remote i'm kidding i mean i am like one i'm kidding i'm the, kidding the co-owners here so you can <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. co-owner for now i'm i'm having one of our uh lawyers drop some paperwork where we can is this like a whole that. like oh well i'm actually 51 percent co-owner and you're 49 you piece of shit we're <laughs> thinking about dropping you down to like 11.654 as right long now. as it's more than hoagie as long you're, as it's you're gonna be hoagie. diluted like the guy from uh from the facebook movie when he's like <laughs> one zero point one percent oh man yeah, I don't like that. All right, so no more of that. All right, no more of that. Or at least I'll give you guys a heads up. So I you don't, don't feel too left care. Out. It was so clear that John was really bit out of shape, though. Well, like, it was oh, more. Apparently you John guys and I talked about the show. Well, it was, it was more of I'm standing on the train platform, and Carrie's like, "Why didn't you record with the guys last night?" I'm like, "What the hell do you mean? Why didn't I record with the guys last night?" Then she's showing me the freaking stream. I'm like, "Oh man, Carrie's the Yoko Ono in the group here. He's breaking it up." We hashed it out. We did hash it out. It's. It's all I, good. It's I drove sailing. over to um. Where do you live again? Amish village or whatever. And I punched him square in the nose. We're good. It's about a half hour east of me. Look at this. There you go. There you go. Look at that. F and M. Where all the ritzy kids go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where yeah, the fighting Amish. school. Public school. The fighting Amish. Oh boy. <clears throat> well, before we say something worse than that, let's uh kind of really, like the Amish are really gonna get bent out of shape. They can't even watch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, here we go. What a start. Let's an Amish keep... person complains about it, they're actually a hypocrite. <laughs> right. Or they're Mennonite. <laughs> In which case, get out of here. Is yeah, right. We're Mennonite. <laughs> Wait, speaking of singing, sorry, well, I know we have laughing so hard at this. I was just I was like lying in bed, like with my wife and kids earlier, and we, my wife was, had the E Red Carpet show for Grammys on. I am literally freaking dumber from watching that show. <laughs> it's like, like, what are these people even talking? I don't recognize a single one of them, and I'm like, what, what is happening here? My this wife's been perfect. watching Married at Grammys? First Sight. What's Boy. that? So like my wife's Grammys. been watching. Yeah, it's the Grammys. the Grammys. I don't recognize one song. Is Steely oh, yeah. Dan nominated? I don't know. <laughs> I thought you said that, like, matter of factly, like, they were nominated. I'm like, oh, they came out with something new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife's been caught up on uh, Married at First Sight. That's a good one. I can't do it's it. It's not. No, I, I just get hooked just because it's on the television. But regardless... Speaking of coming up on the television here, we finally get back to the second half of the season. The Flyers, uh, after the All-Star break, are going to be beginning the season here against Florida. All-Star but- games are <clears throat> the stupidest thing on the planet. Yes. Yeah. Let's get yes. into that. Matt I- Casey had some pointed uh, opinions in regards to a right, certain... No, John, you, you teed it up. You go. You go. No, I want... I mean, you probably have more specifics. I'll be honest with you. I didn't really watch much of it, but it is just a waste of a weekend it's a waste of high-end talent it's just 
it involves stupid people. Like I, I threw it on yesterday, maybe for five minutes, and they were interviewing Will Arnett. Well, first of all, it was Emily Kaplan interviewing um <laughs> Will Arnett. Hey, it was to meet you. <laughs> She's talking about his coaching stance. Like, oh, who are you emulating with the knee up? I'm like, okay, nope. Oh, Turn it's so off. bad. So do do you like this whole? Intro or this whole like inclusion of the celebrities though. So they had Will Arnett, who actually I don't mind. My kids are big Lego Master fans, and you know I, I listen to Smartless. You know, like I'm not sure. don't hate on Will Arnett, but then they had Bieber, they had Buble on Trooms, and then highlight of the weekend. Oh, highlight hands down, the weekend. highlight of the weekend. <laughs> and then the fourth person, I didn't even know. I was like, who the hell is this person? Right. And they're who doing this like celebrity thing, and it's you know yeah. they had Bieber like. <laughs> Warming up, it's like get out of here, you little meth crack freak, freak show. And like, what what do they have to do with anything? You can be a fan and not like try to make this like spectacle out of it. I it's think growing the, the game. Way, I don't even know if they do this. I'm not like I'll watch some of the skills competition, but even that's gotten like, eh, who cares? Right. Um, I think the only way they well. make this legit is almost do what MLB does, and it's like, hey, switch it back to an East West. And the winner of the East West gets home ice advantage for the Stanley Cup. I mean, I like that. either that or go and do like the World Cup thing again, you know, where it's what like you go by nations. Yeah, North America. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather them just have a week off, rest right. up, and then go back to playing hockey. But be a lot of Russian booze there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he you know what I mean? It's bad this past weekend. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's a it's a waste of time. It's a gimmick. I think the last All Star game that I really paid attention to was nineteen ninety four, and even then, I was like, after the introductions, I was like, eh, okay, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> unless there's some sort of like stake involved, it's just not worth it because they're not obviously not going to hit one another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's, has it it's reached a joke. the NFL level of a joke though? Like in terms, well, of isn't All-Star that like flag football yeah, now? It's flag, football. it's flag now. Yeah. I mean, so is it is it there yet? Well, I feel like that's the only way I don't they think were getting bad, NFL players to show up to that thing, you know? Right. Yeah, long gone are the days of Sean Taylor blowing somebody up, you know? A kicker up. <laughs> right, yeah, a kicker of all of all players, a kicker. <laughs> Sean Taylor. It's like, get off the tracks, buddy. <laughs> that's what Miami does, baby. We go, we go 100%, 100% of the time. <laughs> anyway, so all-star games are complete yeah. ass. And it's a waste yep. of time, and we should stop doing it. Agreed. Right. I, I don't think we should stop doing it. I still like it. It just needs to mean something, like you guys had both alluded to. Yeah, but if it's not going to mean anything, I'd rather just not have it. it I just think, yeah. like, you know the amount of money they probably charge for that event, too? And it's just such right. a joke. Yeah. yeah. It, it brings revenue to the city, but, like, the last thing Las Vegas needs is that type of revenue. I'll it was be in Toronto. No, it was Toronto. It was in Toronto? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who cares? But, like, small. think about, small, like, the smaller ones. Like, bring it to – what a shit show that would be. Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Mullet Arena. Campus. <laughs> I think no, I think that's what they should do. Not to totally sidetrack, is you do like, hey, we are gonna go to like a B level market. And I'm not yeah. even saying I'm not even saying Arizona. I'm it's take like take it to Lake Placid. Yeah, do do the Something Lake Placid like fans. Like that would be actually I would be much more intrigued about that thing versus any of this like you know, outdoor game. Now there's multiple stadium series. I'm like, I don't I can't even keep track anymore. Right. It's watered down. It's diluted. Let's, let, get everybody playing roller hockey. Like that's the next mm. iteration of this. Is everybody has to be that's on the roller equivalent blade. of the NFL now. Going <laughs> foot hockey. To they don't even know. They don't even get Four. roller blades. They're just in Four sneakers. <laughs> it's knuckle puck time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that that'll be what's next. They'll incorporate celebrities like Keenan. <laughs> Do you guys remember? Goal. Were you guys too young for rock and jock? So this was like a thing back in like the mid nineties on MTV where like they would have celebrities and like, and and athletes come in and they would play like a a softball game or like a football Mm -hmm. game, but it would, it'd be staged. It's like, all right, top, you know, top of the, uh, top of the third, we're gonna have David justice and Corbin Burnson who played, uh, 
Roger Dorn and Major League for all you who don't remember, uh, you know, get into a tiff. And like, you know, it would just like play out like that. But it was like, that's what I'd rather just do that. Just do a freaking well, reality show. What about the thing I can remember watching when I was a kid? It was like inline skating, but they used to knock the crap out of each other. Roller, oh, roller derby. derby. Roller, roller derby. Called ice derby. That Why? ice derby. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure all I'm sure all the coaches and management would love that. <laughs> well, instead of getting Just the all stars, you bring like the, the, the goon from dick, each team. Slick no, anyone who has passed through waivers in the last two months has to participate. Like Justin Bailey, come on down. <laughs> like, oh come on, guys. Somebody claim me. Really? I can't do this. <laughs> oh, that that's an idea. That's an idea. I think we should explore. <laughs> maybe petition for but uh <clears throat> yes all-star game is now in the rear view we get to the last 32 games of the season uh the flyers right now are sitting at third in the metro i think they're eight nine points something like that out of first place uh with new york and carolina ahead of them but the main topic conversation uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into like what the approach is going to be uh, for this team, which there was a quote that came out today. Kevin Kurz tweeted it out from John Tortorella, kind of giving you a glimpse into the mindset <clears throat> of this team and, and Tortorella, at least in regards to what's going to need to be done versus what should be done. So with the approach here, to me at least, and, and the hot topic this past week was uh, Scott Lawton. We'll get into that right now. Um, can you summarize the quote for our solid listener base here? So I'll pull it up and just there's there's tidbits in regards to what I really wanted to go over. And uh, we're kind of in a situation that a lot of people didn't think we'd be in. We're starting our last 32 games here, last third of the season. We're looking to try to do things we want to do and get what we want to be. Uh, but also we're not backing off at all as far as what we're trying to do with the organization in the big picture as far as rebuilding. So there's, to me, this is them trying to have their cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. um, they want to make the playoffs. Every team wants to make the playoffs. They're in a position where they could, but they also understand that this is not a team that is built for sustainable success, um, which I think we're all very cognizant of at this right. point. So I'll pose it this way. If you're looking at it from our viewpoint here, just this season in a vacuum, are you pushing for more of a rebuild mindset or do you want to go for it? Say the hell with it. Let's make the playoffs. Let's try to make a run. I'll go to you first, John. Well, I think here's the thing. You need to recognize that you're in a playoff position and you have a roster of players that have done enough to earn that position. So right. to respect those players, you can't just sell off pieces and be like, well, sorry guys, but for the long term, we're going to mail it in. Right. You mm -hmm. need to, you need to put your faith in them and say, hey, you got us this far. You take it as far as we can get you. You know, we aren't going to trade guys like, and I know we're going to get into this name a little bit long, I mean, a little bit later, Scott Lawton, right now, because we know what he means for the president of this team. And we want to see what you guys can do. Mm -hmm. I think that the organization owes it to this group of players. You know, I just feel like you risk issues in the locker room and or ticked off core pieces if you just start removing when you're in a playoff spot mm -hmm. so i don't think that they need to add but i think they need to be very careful about what they subtract and make sure that they're right. not subtracting somebody where the rest of the roster is going to feel like well you've just taken one of our key pieces for a playoff run Right. And that falls in line kind of with the last sentence uh, Torts gave in that quote where he says, if it's the proper asset coming back and we're going to lose one of the players that are a big part of this in building this right now and where we are in the season, there will be no hesitation. So like he's to me, at least the way it's coming off is that if it's a name like Scott Lawton, because we're going to get it here. There's not going to be, they're not going to be trigger shy. Like they're going to pull the trigger on a deal that's going to work for them, that's going to bring back the assets that they're looking to acquire. Mm -hmm. um, kind of conversely, towards what John said there, um, he's the coach. Yes, he has a say in it. Ultimately, it is up to Danny Briere. I mean, what, uh, where do you stand on that, Casey? Yeah. I mean, I agree with John in that this team has overachieved to to the max and maybe we have seen the best of it. i don't know maybe we have seen the best game in that dallas and now we're about to like 
see a vicious plummeting that we were expecting from October on. But you know what? It's been a fun ride one way or the other. But what we what no one can take away is that this team in this group of guys who are gritty, underachieving, you know, oh, nobody everybody's picking us to pick to finish bottom of the league. They've reignited interest in the Flyers from the casual fan. Not us. We're we're there through thick and thin, and you know, it stresses us out one way or the other. But <laughs> I think we're in kind of a dangerous position where you don't know if you're a buyer, you don't know if you're a seller. And right. that in some ways it's a good spot to be in. Um, in other ways, it's a really, really tough management spot to be into. And Danny is going to have to make the decisions. And I think what, if I'm reading between the lines, what in an instance like Scott Lawton, if they end up getting a first round or a, a first round pick offer within the next two drafts, I think you have to take it. Like yeah. Scott, Scott Lund, like whether he's moved now or in the off season or at the end of next year, like he's going to get moved and his draft at his um, acquisition value or his trade value is going to go down. Yep. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really, I, I know we keep on wanting I, I keep on wanting to kick the can down the road. The trade deadline's maybe March 10th. Do I have that right? Somewhere? I think it's that? the 8th, but somewhere, somewhere in the ballpark yeah. there. Um, you know, we need to see if this team is coming out of the All-Star break as the team that went into January or the team that came out of January. Um, right. And we have basically two to three weeks of a manageable schedule to figure that out. If we're still in a top three spot going into March 1st, I don't know how you can blow it up. I don't think you can. I don't think you need to trade off assets and bring in tons of things. You know, that's not going to happen. If we go to the playoffs or we're making a run, we're running with this group that put us here. I I think that I'm I'm sorry, Derek. I just want to get this one point across. So I think like trading someone like Scott Lawton, though, from a talent standpoint, isn't blowing it up. Right. You know, I I do think it's what he provides in the locker room. Yep. Um, and, and I guess, you know, when you think about it, Casey, I'm with you, right? A first round pick, you'd be crazy to say no. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that kind of in line with what you guys are saying, it would be <clears throat> a disservice to the guys as part of this team that have gotten them to the point that they're at to start trading away the pieces that have been rumored, the, the Lawtons and everybody. I would make an argument that <clears throat> the Sealers, the Walkers, the guys with expiring deals, should be dealt just because you can't kick that can down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you can't just say, okay, we'll trade them in the offseason because they're they're gone. Right. Now, Lawton, I'd argue, okay, maybe that's a draft day trade or maybe that's in, in the days leading up mm-hmm. to the draft. You know, Because that way you get what you can out of them this year if they're going to continue to go on a run and, and potentially make the playoffs. It would be a disservice to the guys on the team in, mm-hmm. in terms of – quote unquote, blowing it up and shipping out three, four five guys um, that were a key part of them being how good they are right now. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I think it's a good idea to keep these guys together. But again, if a deal comes through where someone says, I'm going to give you a first and a third, first and a fourth for Lawton, mm-hmm. tough to say no, in my opinion. Right. But, well, the interesting thing is, too. It's like, I think from the common fan, right, you would say, well, obviously the Flyers are going to value Scott Lawton more than they would a Nick Sealer. But you have to wonder if, like, Danny Briere in his mind is going, actually, right now, for this team, Nick Sealer is more valuable than Scott Lawton. Because we just signed Ryan Paling for another two years. Right. Right. And we have Noah Cates. And you know what? Nick Sealer's doing a freaking great job on a ridiculously cheap contract. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's like there might be more value to holding on to him and entertaining Mm -hmm. the idea of extending him as opposed to trading him for. I mean, let's be real. He's not going to score a first round pick, you know? Right. What what is the. uh, So, like, all right, for a second, in a second in this year's draft, do you move him? Lawton or Sealer? Lawton. Oh, Lawton? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Did I just totally space out on that? You well, were we were going just talking about Sealer, so I was saying that, like... Oh, for a second. You, you, like, you're not... Sealer. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're yeah, not yeah. going to get a first-round pick for somebody like Sealer, right. where it's like right. you might entertain keeping him yep. for what you would get in return, as opposed to, like, a Scott Lawton, who I think might fetch you a first-round pick to somebody who's been, you know... 
smoking right. it a little too long. Right. right. I Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> I don't even think they have first round picks right. left to spare. Like maybe we're not in entered in the 2029 draft case. <laughs> Doesn't fall in line with our timeline here. <laughs> um, I think and to not to counter, but like almost agree. I do think they value Sealer more than they do Lawton right now. And not going to harp on the Paling deal. I think that was just, you know, hey, they like Paling. And sure, he could supplant Lawton if, if he needs to. But in terms of, like, you you see it night in and night out. Like, the Red Wings game was a perfect example. And we had mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That team was down and out. Mertidis, I think, brought it up. <clears throat> that team was down and out in that game. Sealer decided to, to drop the gloves, take somebody on. And from then on, it was balls to the wall, and that team came roaring back. Like, that is immeasurable in terms of a presence in the locker room, a presence on the team. Like, that's the type of stuff that, like, yeah, Lawton is somewhat known for as well. He'll drop the Mm -hmm. mitts if he needs to. But Sealer, man, is a different animal, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Right. I would – um, I think it's the ultimate test of the culture that you're building, too. You know, when when – I'm going back. God, wait, you're, it may have been pre-pandemic for God's sakes, but like when Wayne Simmons left, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody knew he was getting traded after that outdoor game. And, you know, that was kind of the heart and soul of that team. And right. I, I would argue, you know, with the exception of the bubble, like we didn't really see a team, you know, with, with that kind of swagger after Simmons mm-hmm. left. Right, and, right. you know, when Giroux left, oh my God, it's Giroux. He's been the team. Okay, guess who stepped up? Travis Connecting stepped right, up. Right. You know, like uh, Couturier stepped up the best he could through injury. But I think, you know, he's the quiet leader. But like, you know, you saw guys like that. Like, people are stepping up. So I don't think we should be afraid of trading anyone, including Lawton, mm-hmm. um, based on the locker room aspect. Because I think that's exactly what you spent the last 18 months doing. Right, is right. Building that culture and building that locker right. room. And you know what? It's going to get stress tested. And this may be the moment to do it. I just think ultimately Tortorella is going to like continue to do that. It doesn't matter what pieces are there. He was able to turn the locker room in his first year into a solid locker room and then build Mm -hmm. upon that to the next year. And yes, there were changes. There were a lot of players in a lot of players out. Like no matter the, the type of player in that locker room, Tortorella is going to make sure that they fit that mold. And if they don't, you're in the doghouse or you're getting shipped out. And that's very evident regarding the moves that have been made to this point under the Tortorella regime. Watch that, like, you know, trade deadline passes, and there's a lot of, like, rumors that, like, Lawton for a first, and we end up keeping him, then, like, Tortorella benches Lawton the first game after the trade deadline. Like, that's the, that's the Tortorella move right there. In his <laughs> hometown. happens to be in his hometown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, Casey, you bring up a, an interesting point with the Wayne Simmons trade. I can remember, you know, just from, like, a, a fan standpoint and thinking about guys like Lawton being traded, right, the problem with that, trade was that there was nothing to cling to with the return right Mm -hmm. like he you had the heart and soul guy i think arguably the fan favorite you know Mm -hmm. on that team of course there were a couple notable notable players but we got a fourth round pick in ryan hartman and it was Mm -hmm. like would we just trade him for the sake of trading like we had to deal him and i think that that's like where you have to be careful with guys like scott lawton where Mm -hmm. it's like Make sure you're so, you're getting something back that like you can sell your fan base on. What did we like, whip on the Hartman on the Hartman? Uh, though, right. Like, we we remember, had it. We had the goose in the hand, or whatever you, you, the term is. Do you remember the original rumors that they were going after Tol Tolvanen? Tolvanen, uh, like Tol- uh, Ellie Tolvanen, yeah, Ellie Tolvanen, yeah. Like that was the original rumor is that they wanted him, but it sounds like obviously Nashville wasn't willing to part with him. We got Hartman, which. Two years later, <laughs> goddamn superstar, apparently. <laughs> Who thought that was going to happen, though? Right. right. And sure, shit probably wasn't going to happen in Philadelphia. Chuck Fletcher, Chuck Fletcher knew yeah. it. Did <laughs> Chuck Fletcher remembers. <laughs> but, like, and I don't expect that this regime would do a thing like that. But, like, don't trade Scott Lawton for a third and a fifth round pick. You know, no. like, don't do stupid crap like that just to move him to say you're moving on. You know, right. make sure that it's something that it's like, okay. I can get behind this, like the Giroux trade, right? right. People, I mean, look, look where we are now. We've got yeah. Owen Tippett for eight more years and a first round pick coming up. I, I, yeah. I hate to sidetrack, but I, you know, I bought my kids t-shirt jerseys a couple of years ago and I got 
you know, my my youngest, a Travis connecting one. All right, that's mm-hmm. great. But my oldest has a Carter Hart one. Mm-hmm. I think it might be time to replace that one. I think Tibbet yeah. might be the same as that. So yeah. Sully asked about that the other night. Uh, he's like, where's Carter Hart? And I'm like, I'm like, buddy, Bowling. Carter, uh, Bowling, yeah. Carter did some bad stuff. <laughs> allegedly. 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 Right. Carter allegedly did some bad stuff. And he's like, oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, we like Sam Erson now. And he's, he's like, in the okay. Box of life. <laughs> it's called jail. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I. There has to be, like you had said, I think it was John you said it. There has to be something to cling to here. Like uh, Tippett was the Giroux deal. There was nothing with the Simmons deal. With the Provorov deal, I mean, <clears throat> what are we clinging to with with the Provorov deal? Like uh, Sean Walker at this point. Sean Walker, but is right. he coming back? And a first round pick, the yeah. first rounder. Yeah, what is what is the first rounder? Uh, was it a first rounder? I thought it was a second rounder. Did we? Didn't I we think it's a second a first rounder. round pick in that trade? I think we did. I don't know. No, I don't think we did. I think it was a second rounder. Yeah, right. We got like LA's that. second rounder. Regardless, um, <clears throat> that's the big sticking point. There does need to be something to cling to. Like it, you'd said, third, fourth round pick for Lawton. No, absolutely not. You know, uh, we'd rather keep him, rather get what we can from him. Um, sorry, back, back to the, back to the culture thing. I don't know if you guys like picked up on this subtle this. So like Travis Konechny went to the all-star game. We all didn't watch whatever, um, you know, deserving should have been there last year, but for some reason, Kevin Hayes got the nod in and it still didn't boost his trade value. And <laughs> I think, but they, the flyers just released some practice pictures today. And traditionally the all-stars get like a day or two off after it. Guess who's on there. the ice? Guess who's there? It's Travis Konechny. Yep. And in my mind, that's like, that's, that's a culture captain thing. material. Yeah, that, that's a culture thing right there. Um, and yeah. if we if we lean in to Konechny, and dare I say, friggin' Sanheim, like the the two the two two Travi, and then and then um, <laughs> you know Couturier, and you know I can see Atkinson maybe being getting moved and all that sort of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I, I think the culture is there to survive. Uh, Scott Lawton, you know, trade if the right. value is correct. But you're right, Derek. Something does need to hold on. Yeah. John, well, go. Provorov, Provorov deal did involve a first round pick. It go. did. Okay. Yeah. It, um, let's see. It was, I'm just reading an old article. In a three way trade involving Philadelphia, Los Angeles, and Columbus, the Flyers sent Ivan Provorov and Kevin Connaughton to Columbus in return for the Blue Jackets' 2023 first round pick. So it was in the last mm. draft. It was gotcha. number twenty-two overall. Oh, that we took, that's what we took. That's bonk what with. we took. Bonk right. with. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. And yep. a condition, a conditional second round pick. That's what I was thinking then. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Freeway. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I forget <laughs> even what I was about to say block. there, um, <clears throat> in regards to Casey's statement. But yeah, I think coming back from the All Star break, yeah, it speaks volumes. And I think in terms of, God damn it, it was just on the tip of my tongue, and now I lost it again. So let's just move on. Uh, but the approach here coming up uh, in these next 32 games, uh, we had mentioned it. I t- We were talking before the show. It's kind of a mixed bag. There's some good teams. There's some really bad teams. I mean, we're going to play San Jose. We're going to play Chicago, but we're also going to play Boston. We're going to play Florida. We're going to play New York. I think we've got New York three times. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're. I'm looking at it as we're – right now in terms of points better than probably two thirds of who we're going to play. But not encouraged by the way that we entered this stretch in terms of confidence levels and where we're at Casey, where are you at in terms of how confident you are that we can close this season out and get a playoff berth right now? I I, I'm teetering right at a six. I'm like, I'm overly optimistic just in general with this team. I'm, I was like, hey, we can we can come back from a five to one deficit against Detroit and then just get our heart broken because of a terrible goal by Carter Hart. And you know, like we can we can every time I think we're down and out with this team, they actually make me believe a little bit more. And you know, right after the holidays, we went to who was it, Winnipeg, who was who was blasting through everybody, and we shut Winnipeg out. Okay, no big deal. Like ho hum. Like here we go doing that, but. <laughs> I, you know, the, the last five games messed me up a little bit, you right. know, and we haven't had a 10 game losing streak or multiple 10 game losing streaks like we've had in the last couple of years. 
the five gamer really messed me up. But, you know, I had to think about it this way. Okay, if we had gone win-loss, 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 win-loss for 10 games in a row, would I be feeling differently? Probably. It's the fact that we won five in a row right. and it's then the lost chunks. five in a row. It's just pure polarization. I'm always going to be optimistic. So I'll say I'm putting my grade at a six right now, but it's a it's a soft six. Same question to you, John. Well, I got to be honest with you. I, I really can't answer this question until I see about the next five games. I mean, Casey kind of alluded to this, but it all really depends on what they look like after this all-star break. You've got the Panthers, the Jets, the Kraken, the Coyotes, and the Maple Leafs in the next five before the stadium series. If we can win three out of five of those, I'm still in on it. Mm-hmm. But if I we lose – what one of the keys is is if we're losing, not losing in regulation, because that's also how we have survived sure. a lot of this too. Mm-hmm. But if we right. come out of the all-star break looking like we did before we got into the all-star break, Oof. I'm sorry, you can start selling because it's over. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I just think it's like, okay, we convinced ourselves that the break was needed. This was a worn out team. Now let's see what they look like. And I think that if they can come back to, even if they don't win against Florida, right? If it's one of those like three, two battles, maybe they bring it to overtime, like Casey said, where it, it gives you that Flyers hockey before this losing streak. I'm with Casey at about a six or a seven. But if we look the same way, I'm sorry, with all the outside stuff that's taking place, all that's now on Urson's shoulders, you can put me down at about a three after that. You know, it's- <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Urson, though, like because that to me is what is going to determine this team uh, and the the status of this team when they are marching towards the playoffs here. If we cannot get quality goaltending like the first, you know, 30, 40 games of the season from Urson, we're in trouble. If we see the Urson that we saw these last five games, like we're in we're in some deep trouble because I can't depend on a guy like Cal Peterson to start even half the games and say, yeah, we'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I see your point, and I was about to say cop out, John, <laughs> but I get it. It's I, true I, though. You're right. You're right. Like well, I, as I a, like as a it. flyer fan, I'm not very confident. You know, no. I mean <clears throat> I just look at it. It's like, okay, we had so much good happening. And then with after the Carter Hart news, and I know we don't want to keep bringing it up, but it's like the wheels just started to come off. Right. And in my head, I'm like, well, here we go. We had a great right. goalie tandem. Now it's all going to be on earth and he's not going to be able to do it. And it's just... right. And we're playing teams that like I'm looking right now, three quarters of the teams remaining are outscoring us in terms of goals per game. So like, not only are we going to have to stop them from scoring, we're going to have to score more than them. And we're not mm-hmm. right now. Like, so it's, I, I don't know. I'm, my confidence level is not incredibly high. I'll go four, but as we kind of alluded to in pre- in past shows, at least recently, there's going to come a time to me that the bottom's going to fall out. And I think we're, I think we're there right now. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, to, to quote the great Anthony Fauci, we have two weeks to flatten the curve here. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that worked out so well. And, and the next two weeks, as John said, I mean, this is it. This is the ball game. And um, we really need to see what this team is about. And I think it'd be so easy if, hey, we won five of six or lost five of six. Like, okay, at least we have a a direction. The way that this team is going to go, it's going to go three and three. And, you know, two 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 of the losses are in overtime. Like, it's just going to be like one of those things where it just strings us along, strings us along. But you know what? We're playing meaningful hockey. And, you know, that's important. And that's important for the growth of this team. That's important for the growth of of the fan base and and the belief in there. Um, but I think, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the next two weeks are going to be, are going to be tough. I'm going to go to Disney world and forget about it for three days. And <laughs> you were always on vacation, right? I'm not you are. I was, I wasn't on vacation last week. I was on a boondock. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, There's a thing. difference. Yeah, sure. There is. I've traveled for work too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah stop working at noon hit the dive bar by 12 30 <laughs> so 
uh, to kind of keep going in regards to this second half of the season, let's talk about your main concerns. What? I, let's start with your main concern in terms of these last 32 games, John. It rhymes with full tending. <laughs> I mean, if, if goaltending is not your biggest concern, I don't. You haven't been paying attention to this team. Um, I mean, Sam Erson is on his own. Cal Peterson is not an answer. Felix Sandstrom is not an answer. I don't trust them to, you know, be in the crease at all. Um, I do wonder if, you know, if maybe Sam Erson can win a few games out of the break where maybe they go and see if they can pick up somebody slightly more reliable. Um, I don't know what that would cost, but like anyone is that Cal was... Peterson that bad. Like, is he that bad? Hasn't been know. great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, to my understanding, both him and Sandstrom have sucked in the AHL too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that you bring up an interesting point because I wanted to touch on that in regards to goaltending. I'm sorry, Matt Casey, if you have a point to make, make it. No, 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 no. Come back to me though. Cause I, I have some thoughts, but keep going. Okay. So I, what I was going to ask in regards to that is obviously the deadlines coming up. I can't tell you what the goalie market looks like, but if there is a deal to be had in regards to a, even if it's a minor upgrade, Tom Jones with a, goal, with a goaltender. You're, what? Tom, Tom Jones. Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones. Uh, you will to be the, uh, <laughs> Remember Martin Tom Jones? Martin, Martin Tom Jones. Jones. Yeah. Is he is he available first and foremost? Do you think, think we can so. have him in a trade where we're not giving up premium assets? Well, I mean, I don't think anybody's giving up premium assets for Thomas Martin Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right. Are, are you making that deal? I'll, I'll put it that way. Well, listen, I mean, again, it depends on what you have to get rid of for any of those guys. But, like, if you have to trade, like, a fifth-round pick to, you know, shore up the uh, the back end a little bit, then I would okay. say do it. Okay. You also don't want to overwork Urson. I mean, wasn't that his biggest problem last year in the AHL playoffs, right? Was, it was he just played too much? I, I think I that's think the blessing so. and that's the curse on this is that like Urson has played a lot of hockey, but he yep, faded yeah. through the stretch. I just I'm with you. I if Sandstrom and uh Peterson are not the answers, one, why are they still here? But two, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we need to make make a, a minor move to get a backup goalie, and there's a difference there. There's a difference between a backup goalie and a starting goalie going going through. Um, We just need a guy who can take every fifth game, not every third game, every fifth game, something like that. Is Brian Elliott still around? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I what I was gonna say back to my concerns Mm -hmm. is sorry. Anything more on the goaltending? I didn't want to. No, but I just feel like that's the obvious one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is in tandem with it where the goaltending has been shoddy because of the overall team defense, which is directly correlating to the transition game. And, you know, we were pushing, we are pushing the pace, pushing the pace, and then our legs just went to shit. And you like to think that this week, I mean, it's been 10 days. It'll be 10 days between games, basically. Right. Um, so, can that reignite this team? Because if not, like we don't have, you know, we're, we're giving up six goals a game. Like that's that's right. unacceptable. And yes, you can count empty netters and you know, uh, you know, having Kucherov light us up. The best, you know, one of the best, you know, skill guys out there. Like excuses are like every team has that. Like, right, exactly. Really so many times you can do that. <laughs> right. point, you got to get back to playing that team defense and the team transition game. That ended up, you know, getting us so much success in the early part of the season. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. Sorry, I'm, hoping... you? <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> I, I'm hoping that this is a nice little reset for this team so that they can get back to their winning ways and the way that they were playing when they were playing really well and hockey was fun. Um, is the 10 days going to be enough or is it just going to compound and this team's going to come back the same? You know, that's. Everybody's going to come back and get injured. I I hope the entire team just sat there getting like massage treatments and like, and like therapy. They were like tapped into better help the whole time. You are good (laughs) enough. You are smart enough. You know, to to quote the great movie, summer catch, allow yourself to be great. 
So Morgan Frost just hung out with Meltzer for 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, dude. It's so oh bad. My God. Look at that. Oh. I I would love I would love to just talk to him. Like and find out why <laughs> the, the the Frost just being so enamored with one guy. I like can you guys have, we've had our guys that we've got, you know, our, our crushes on when it comes to like, you know, we really like this guy. Has it ever reached Bill Meltzer type fever pitch for well, you guys the at all? The thing is, and, and I don't I don't want to speak for Bill, and I respect what Bill does, even though we're kind sure. of poking a little fun at him right now. But like I think that the idea is he recognizes Frost's potential and doesn't see somebody like many other pieces on the roster with that potential. So it's like I think that's what he's enamored by, like what can be. So he's um, seeing what most of us are seeing. Like that's that's kind of I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not right. you know being paid to represent the guy. I can't really tell you. Right. I don't know. Casey, you have any thoughts? <laughs> no. No, I just think it's a weird upset. Like he he's the only guy with the potential like flashy hand skill sure on the roster. Like he's not Owen Tippett's a different animal. He's a yeah. power forward with like a, a little sprinkle of really amazing finesse. Mm-hmm. Frost is just a finesse guy, but he's not a great finesse guy. And maybe he'll get there. I just, you know, he's another one that like, do we do we have to cut bait with this guy? Um, mm-hmm. All for it. All for it. I'm just kind of tired of him. Yeah. And I'm tired of the optimism that some people have about him. Like, right, right. Just like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no. We all want to be optimistic. I mean, I like him. Like, I know we poked our fun at him too, but like, I want to see him succeed because it ultimately makes the team better. Uh, of but course. I, right. And I think, you know, if he if he plays true to who who he was last year, maybe this is Morgan Frost's time to shine. Like maybe mm-hmm. this is like the two months where, you know, hey, you, you ripped it up last year in the back half of the season, but it didn't mean anything. Okay, can you do it when it means something? Well, and I feel like the problem is, is we, I feel like it's deja vu with this conversation where it's like, here's his opportunity. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. You know, didn't even John Tortorella say like, if you're not produ- if you're not making yourself seen on this roster, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he compared the guy to a toilet seat. Like, I mean, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, every every single post about Frost should just be followed with hashtag bridge deal, hashtag bridge deal. <laughs> just one more bridge that he's got to do. A new, uh, he's, he's gonna be a 38 year old, yeah, being be, having a bridge deal. We're still just yeah. talking about his great games against the Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put up, we'll put up a poll. Is Morgan Frost the nickelback of the Flyers? Like, not that bad, but it gets the unnecessary hate that he doesn't deserve. <laughs> but but doesn't sounds the but same, it, yeah, but it's not same welcome story. with arms wide open. Oh, Creed reference, isn't that Creed? Um, okay, here's one. Creed uh, Nickelback, pick one. God damn it! I thought that was Nickelback. <laughs> We're not the same thing. No, I'm gonna kick you in the. Oh my Wait, god! Are you, are I hate you a you. big Nickelback fan? I dude, I grew up listening to Creed. I love Creed. I mean, isn't Scott Scott Stapp like a meth head or something like that now? Meth head that makes decent music. Uh, Still. Cool. I don't care what he does in his spare time. If he can grace me with that well, sweet his, sound uh, of his. His old guitarist, Tremonti, have you ever listened to Alter Bridge? That band's really good. Alter Bridge he's is a, great. Yeah, he's a killer The drummer guitarist. went to Juilliard. <laughs> Ballet, too? Play, uh... Juilliard, Juilliard's a music school. It's an art school, jackass. yeah. No, it's yeah. Like an art school. Isn't it's like it the most arts? renowned. It's like the most yes, renowned. I know what Juilliard yes. is. Yeah, so it says something that he went there, right? Sure. Why are we yeah. talking about this right Like, now? do you want your 1C to go to Boston, or do you want him to go to Franklin and Marshall? <laughs> or to Millersville. <laughs> rather Millersville. I want, you guys... I want him to stay out of the bean pot, because I don't need Steve anybody convincing him not to come to the Flyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe Boston was a poor choice. Damn you, Kevin Hayes. <laughs> oh, all right. So um that that is yeah, not that's Creed. Nickelback. That's Creed. All right. <laughs> Creed or Nickelback. <laughs> it's a new game we're gonna or new game we're gonna end every show with. Creed or Nickelback. <laughs> all right, hold on. I'll find right. a nickelback one.
they sing that song we're going out tonight uh, yeah the old raw intro nickelback's greatest hits here's a one song playlist <laughs> this show went off the rails real quick that's this creed everybody that's creed <laughs> I'm hanging it up. I'm done here. I love how technically savvy I'm holding my phone up to the speaker. <laughs> well, our it's producer Hoagie like, isn't here. <laughs> but all right, just real quick before we wrap things up, predictions. Yes or no, John. Yeah. Do the Flyers make the playoffs? Yes. Casey. No. <sighs> Damn, Casey. Yeah, I know. Maybe. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we I think we get there. I think we're like four points shy. If we if we okay. weren't in the third spot in the metro right now, I would say no. But I'm just like, you got to do that statistic thing where it's like so many teams that are in a playoff spot after a certain period of time. So I just you know went with the numbers like I normally do. I've been yeah. hurt too many times. I mean, yeah. times. I'm even just looking at the standings right now. Like they're at 56 points, five points out of second, and they're. Whew, Seven points, seven points out of first. The teams below them, though, immediately it's the Islanders, four points, and then five, 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 and then it's Columbus. It is a tight race for that third spot. Mm -hmm. If they can outpace those teams, awesome. But like you're talking about the Penguins, the Devils, it's got to click sometime for those guys. And then the Caps, too. Jack Hughes, is Jack Hughes still out? I, I don't think so. I think he's back. I thought he was out for a bit. I don't know. I, he had he was yeah I know that but I don't know if he's back yet or not I don't I think he is back but I'm not positive I think, I think, I think that, sorry go ahead John well I just I'm not that worried about who's like under us I'm sorry the New York Islanders don't scare me at all no I'm with you there the Penguins I mean they have their moments but I don't think that they're that good you know the Devils yeah they worry me the Capitals don't worry me like I think that we could at worst finish fourth in the division, which would at least give us a wild card spot. Mm -hmm. Right. But then if you're talking wild card, that's between Toronto. Like you've got, you've got to beat Toronto at that point. And Toronto is like the top four of the Atlantic division right now. Mm -hmm. Great teams, Boston, Florida, Tampa, Toronto. Like that's the cream of the crop right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that <sighs> battling it out for a wild card spot does worry me. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Now there's yeah there's two spots, but like I'm still concerned because I'd rather ensure it with a, a divisional seed as opposed to a, uh, a well wild yeah card I mean seed. right now the two wild card spots have more points than the Flyers right right exactly so, so if we drop we're 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 yeah. out Toronto and right. Detroit of all yeah. teams Detroit has has a wild card berth right now I I will um, say I'd rather be going head to head with the Devils right now than I would with Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh game, like Pittsburgh as a team doesn't scare me, but when we play them does scare me. So I sure. think it's like the next time we play them, it's like, Hey, we have the Rangers matinee and then Pittsburgh. And it's like, God right. damn, man. On a Thursday at seven. Can, can <laughs> it just be like, you know, with, with everyone having a day off. Right. They're four, three and three in their last 10. Um, not great, but like, Flyers are five and five. You know, it's it's one of those things. That it's we'll see how it pans out. But yeah, Pittsburgh. It, it's always a tough game, no matter what the seed or what the mm -hmm. standings read. Um, I'm gonna say they make it. Okay. I'm gonna I say they make you it. guys are the optimists, and I'm the pessimist in this one. This is such a freakish change here. <laughs> I'm honestly, honestly, I'm shocked that you said no. I I, I just too. I'm doing I'm doing the math and. After looking at the standings, you guys just confirmed it. I don't see us making a wild card. It's either you're making the top three or you're not making it at all. Right. And right. so I think like it's just a narrower field at this point. Oh, yeah. I think that the the one benefit though is that as the Flyers were stinking, the rest of the Metro, Metro was stinking too. That's fair. Agreed. You know, where it's like nobody really gained mm -hmm. anything. Everybody was Karen. having their struggles carolina is the only team in the metro that has a an above 500 record in their last 10 games or seven two and one yeah. like that's the only everybody else three five and two four five and one three six and one four three and three two six and two like even the rangers are four five and one 
in their last ten. So you know, good for the Flyers at least that the the bad stretch is coming at a good time. Right, uh, but right. you can't say that the rest of the year. Like this is right. going to be some balls with the wall hockey for these last thirty two games, and they need to really push well, it. Like we and, said, two weeks. The next two weeks will tell us everything. Flatten the curve, exactly. baby. Flatten the curve. Right. Because in two weeks, too, Danny Briere will, will be able to be like, okay, you know what? Actually, we are just going to trade everybody away because – Right. That That's what Eiserman had to do last year. Like, the, the Red Wings were in position going right. into March, but then they just had, like, a stretch, and it was like, yeah, we just mm-hmm. – we don't have it. And it's in like, the same position this year. To, you have to know – you have to know when to, when to, to rip the band. No when to hold them. No when to fold them. them. No <laughs> when to walk away. <laughs> All right. Well, that just about wraps it up then for what we had to discuss here this week. So everybody here, John, uh, if you'd let them know, they can't find you anywhere, actually. You can't find me anywhere. I'm off the grid. <sighs> All right, Casey. <laughs> Pod Street Casey. <laughs> Twitter or X or Truth Social. Truth, social, and MySpace. <laughs> All right. And in terms of where they'll be able to find the podcast, and Nickelback Reddit. Just <laughs> that one guy under every post. These guys suck. <laughs> Who is this Creed? <laughs> Scott Step sucks. Nickelback. If you can't tell that this is Nickelback and you're going to tell me it's Creed, <laughs> there is a distinct difference. It's a distinct difference in the amount of crap that's flowing through my ears right now, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, well, Give me again, live all day long. They're from my hometown. I know they're bass players. My sister was a cheerleader and cheered with the bass player's daughter. So I got to meet him. He showed me his studio and his house. Really cool. Patrick Dolheimer. My man. Anyways, our affiliates, Flyers High and Wide, they're on X at Flyers HW. Five Minute Major Podcast on X at Five Minute Major Pod. Until next week, we'll have a little bit more hockey to talk about aside from an all-star game. So until then, let's go Flyers. Bye now. I really like live until that.